Ladies and gentlemen, this is Taking It to the Mass, and we are back live in person with each other, Matt. And, uh, you know, I feel like our, our conversation today kind of resembles us. I feel like um, this past few months or so, we, we kind of become a tag team in, our, in, in ourselves. And I, I feel that uh, two are better than one in this case. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm better off with you having the conversations that we have versus solo, but we're gonna talk about uh, how it works in the world of professional wrestling today. Is it is it better to be solo or is it is it better to be a tag team? Is it is is there a clear distinction between those those two uh, those two aspects? Yeah, I think the the back and forth of a conversation works great as a tag team. You know, I've got all these. <laughs> random ideas and thoughts in my head and if you're just talking out to the world and not in a conversation you know you wonder what the interest is right you know how your own skills get better and how your own thinking is expanded and so i think you know being in a tag team can be a great way to to build your skills and to have a relationship in the business and it's great now you know you said we're doing this in person and you're sitting by a window and you know i don't know i mean am i am i going to pull a genetti and try to escape through this window. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't planning on turning my back on you today, but right, yeah. uh, there might be a super kick involved. Maybe they need each other. Yeah. That's the pre would say. Yeah. So this one's all about tag teams and thinking about, you know, the the idea of tag team as a rite of passage, the idea of tag team as kind of a way to boost a superstar or a performer who's maybe not doing it on their own but can be put into a tag team and they're elevated, right? The things that they do well are maximized and maybe their weaknesses are minimized or masked yeah. you know, because the other partner uh, can contribute in those areas. Right. You know, the, the, the parts are greater than the whole. Yeah, parts unknown. Yeah, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> do, you feel like, do you feel like back in our day, tag teams were, like I see a lot today where tag teams are kind of formed from two singles guys that aren't necessarily making it as singles wrestlers, but do you feel like tag teams were more um, organic when, when we were like, they didn't, they didn't necessarily just throw two guys together and see if it stuck. There was, it was more of like, you know, here's Legion of Doom. Here's the Rockers. Here's the Bushwhackers. Like they weren't. You know like, what? Yeah. There, there were very few tag teams back in that day that were single superstars that you thought oh wouldn't it be great if they were put together i think the one tag team that jumps out as it kind of fit and it was put together was like money incorporated yeah yeah and money incorporated i think is a good starting point because mm -hmm. you know they held the tag team titles and it was dibiase towards the end of his entering career right Right, you know, now we know that DiBiase's last match is going to be Survivor Series '93 in a singles match against Razor Ramon, mm -hmm. um, but that was the outlier, right? Yeah. Like he, um, yeah. Yeah. And IRS, I think IRS went as far as he could go as a single superstar. I was going to ask you, do you think that it was more, maybe not for IRS, but like obviously DiBiase's singles career was awesome, and IRS was shorter, but probably wasn't going anywhere or as far as DiBiase went. Do you think like this promoted IRS more than did it? Obviously probably promoted, promoted IRS than did, did more for DiBiase, but it was, it was still something for DiBiase. So I think ultimately it worked out really well for both individuals mm -hmm. because it brought, it gave IRS a lot more credibility because he was in the minute he was in the main event for tag team matches. And right. for DiBiase, I mean, I think you gotta remember, this was the first time he actually held Federation gold. I mean, the million dollar right. belt was not, that's not a title, right? right. I mean, it was right. awesome, it was a yeah. good concept. So for DiBiase, it was a win for him because he was a tag team champion, you know, multiple times over. Mm -hmm. For IRS, I think it gave him a little bit more street cred. I think it put him in higher profile matches. And I think for IRS, it actually gave him a little bit of a career boost because after Money yeah. Inc. breaks up, I mean, it still shocks me to this day 
SummerSlam 93, he beats the one, two, three kid. And he almost takes his head off yeah. with the right off. That is a wicked <laughs> I bump. remember that. Forgot he takes that. his head off. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he wrestles uh, Razor for the Intercontinental title yep. at Royal Rumble. He wrestles like IRS with, during part of the, you know, the Million Dollar Corporation, mm-hmm. you know, with, obviously with DiBiase after he retired. So, like, Money Inc. is the one time that I can really remember where two people with singles careers that were successful on their own were put together because i do feel like back in that time it was the debut of i remember the debut of the beverly brothers mm-hmm. the steiner brothers the bushwhackers the rockers i'll give you one that i know you like a lot though thinking power and glory yeah you know yep. right? so roma makes uh, a heel turn teamed up with hercules mm-hmm. you know it gave roma a bit of a higher profile. Hercules had kind of gone as far as he could go. Right. You put him with a manager like Slick, mm-hmm. and that seems to be, I would say, a push. Like if, if yeah. we're going to keep these two guys going, this is a direction that we could take them. Yeah, and, and I didn't know. I didn't know Roma before. I knew I've I've seen Roma wrestle singles matches, but I've seen him only wrestle singles matches like on the super tapes and Coliseum videos, and he's mm-hmm. usually wrestling another tag team guy like he wrestled Shawn michaels or yep. marty Jannetty singles wise and i don't remember a singles career of paul roma i definitely don't remember him being a face um i th- i kind of remember him being a heel uh alone but and i definitely have a trading card of him <laughs> like yes, a trading card the of classic him. of yep. the blue yep yep um but yeah we, i mean i've talked about power and glory and other podcasts that we've done I don't know why. I mean, they should have been tag team champions. I mean, they they should have been like they they had a two minute match against LOD oh, at WrestleMania seven. But like, yep, their their in ring ability, their camaraderie as a tag team, their size and their look like they seem to have everything that Vince would want in yep. a tag team. They had the finishing maneuver to end all finishing maneuvers, like. There's a doomsday device that LOD did, but the superplex into the splash, like oh, in yeah. stereo, like that was awesome. And they did that over and over again. I just can't believe they didn't win more and succeed more as a tag team. I mean, I, we, I mentioned, you know, they were in that grand finale match of survival at the, at that Survivor yeah, Series. And Survivor Series. I'm, I'm still, I have to rewatch it, but I'm pretty sure they did that move to Hogan. I don't know how <laughs> Hogan agreed to take that bump, but, but uh, yeah, they, I get, I would say that they could have and should have had a better tag team career than their singles careers gave them. Um, I mean, I think Roma could have been in a, big, a great intercontinental champion. Um, they probably, a lot of times when they form, when you form tag teams, it's because, you know, one of them, at least one of them is not so great at promos, like on the mic and whatnot. So the other one kind of compensates for that, but they were both. Um, I don't remember. I remember Roma talking a little bit. I don't remember Hercules talking that much, um, but both superior athletes. I just think that they could have, you know, they're why a tag team was formed, you know? Absolutely. And, you know, Roma, so Roma had had a career where, in another time he was face dancing with jim powers yes (laughs) yes that's what i remember i knew there was another guy yeah roma so i remember one of my favorite matches when they were leading up to SummerSlam 91 uh roma had a tremendous singles match with ricky steamboat on primetime wrestling and i remember that match and Roma could have absolutely been, I think, an intercontinental champion. I think you could have put him together with like the model. Yeah. You know, like he had that 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 mystique about him, I think. I mean, he would later go on to WCW and be part of the four horsemen mm-hmm. in like 93, 94. But yeah, power and glory. I mean, and you also th- and I think I agree with you. Power and glory is probably the one tag team or the one wrestling group that probably deserved a Hasbro that didn't get one. Yeah. Like we <laughs> talked the about the ones that didn't get besides yeah, the Beverly. Like, yeah. Like that Hasbro line was so comprehensive. Mm-hmm. It's power and glory, probably the Beverly brothers and maybe a Jerry Lawler figure. Yeah. Or like yeah. maybe the only ones they missed. Yeah. yeah power and glory was solid, but, but the, to your point, WrestleMania seven LOD, you should have cut that match for time mm-hmm. because to have power and glory in that spot, you realize it's over. 
Right. And they're done. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like did, whatever. Did you, you mentioned it off camera, but did you see? Did you think the same thing of that same WrestleMania with Demolition when they fought the uh, yeah the Japanese team? That or is really <laughs> shocking to see. Like you know, like you realize that's the end. Yeah. <laughs> and I know we've talked about actually doing an entire podcast on just when you realize a tag team is like the, to use that pop culture term, like jump the shark, like yeah. it's over. Yeah. Like they're never going to be what they were. They're either going to have to be completely transformed, which sometimes happens when mm-hmm. putting into a new tag team mm-hmm. or it's done. What do you think about the true tag teams? Mm-hmm. So the, the, like when you think about a bushwhackers, yeah. Butch is not going off on his own. Right. Luke is not going off on his own. Right. They're just nondescript. Mm -hmm. I think you could say that about like the Beverly brothers. Right. Right. You're not going to have Bo go off and and be a singles in in that vein. Right. You have to have a complete transformation. Right. Um, I would say like the body Donna's at that time. (laughs) I think some people may have may have said that about the rockers. Mm-hmm. initially mm-hmm. right and that goes to yeah. show we'll talk about that in a little bit mm-hmm. but one of the tag teams i think is who is the ultimate tag team and i think represents i would say arguably the greatest tag team of all time because i couldn't you couldn't see them as single wrestlers right but as a tag team is absolutely dominant and that's legion of doom or the you know the yeah. warriors talking yeah. animal mm-hmm. do you feel like they could have made it with anyone else because they try LED 2000. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think they could have made it as anyone else or a singles or do they, you think they kind of represent like that's, that's like, you know, tag team goals is to be a team like that. Right, so cohesive. Right. It's, it's, it's probably based on how certain individuals enter the world of professional wrestling. Like if I'm sure they entered professional wrestling together. So you know, what if, you could always really say, like, a tag team like that, you can only really say, like, what if they didn't know each other? And what if Animal uh, just wanted to be a wrestler himself? Would he, is it, is it just Animal? Like, you know, does he come in with the same get up and the same, right? you know, probably not. But then you, so you got to change that whole persona and that whole mindset. If you don't, it depends on how they came in just like what you said with sting and the ultimate warrior like mm-hmm. they came in um together yeah but but they were distinct enough i guess that they went their separate ways and they had they had the charisma and whatnot like i i'm pretty sure in one of the documentaries maybe the warrior documentary they um brought in lod to kind of be like the new Blade Runners or something like that. Like they were very similar. Mm-hmm. Like Blade Runners were huge and whatnot. Sting was bigger than uh, he, he he got to be. Like he slimmed down when he just became Sting in WCW and whatnot. But um, yeah, I guess I guess it does. It depends on the goal of the two wrestlers and what they want to be. But you know, like I don't know if. I can't ever see Hawk or Animal wanting to be the WWF champion. Like, I can see, you know, obviously Ultimate Warrior or Sting wanting to be that successful singles guy. But, yeah, yeah, when you come in as such a cohesive unit as an LOD or a Steiner brother or what, I mean, well, Steiner Steiner brothers eventually broke up and whatnot. It probably also depends on the longevity. Now that I've mentioned that, like, Steiners were around for a long time, like not in WWF, but like career-wise, they went all the way through the Attitude Era, and you know Scott became Big Papa Pump, and <laughs> and uh, that's that. No one saw that coming back in 90, yep. 1991, 92, 93. But um, yeah, like I could never see the LOD doing that. There's just, there's not that many tag teams probably that you could never say never would ever break up but i couldn't see them breaking up i would say a tag team that jumps to mind and all that same lines is like the nasty boys yeah right i think when you put knobs and sags together with that whole shtick Mm -hmm. it works as a tag team right i think jerry sags is on the level of a brooklyn brawler as far as getting over Mm -hmm. not saying this like Mm -hmm. skills but 
the idea of them together, the idea of their banter back and forth with their mic skills, yep. the idea of like the pit stop and like the right. moves that they did. Yeah. Like I think Nasty Boys, LOD, um, you would say demolition, but they went their other ways. And I also think you could have had somebody dressed as the demolition gear solo. Mm-hmm. And that was an interesting, you know, appeal. So we talked about the idea of tag teams that are brought together um, from two singles, right? Mm-hmm. So I would say you, you take Money Inc. as, as kind yeah. of the prime example of that, yeah. right? We talked about Hiram Glory and there's, there's so many more. Yeah. Then you talk about the tag teams that are very much linked, right? Yeah. They're LOD, Bushwhackers. I'd say like Orient Express, you know, they were able to put on incredible matches. And then you've got the ones that, I don't want to say it's a demotion, but it's kind of like, where are we going to go? Mm-hmm. So let me give you an example. Say like high energy. Mm-hmm. So you yes. had Coco Beware, who, mm-hmm. you know, he's all of Hammer. Yeah. You know, I mean, he had with everything with Frankie and like he had his matches and his success and you had a guy like Owen Hart mm-hmm. who obviously we know what he could become. I yeah. mean, it, it took his brother, I think, to really find right. the spot for yeah. him and, and allow him to get over. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about, I mentioned it before, but like Slaughter Duggan. Yeah. Right. Here's a guy that just turned face in Sergeant Slaughter, a guy like Hacksaw Jim Duggan. You know, I feel about him, but mm-hmm. he kind of had run his course. Yeah. So, what do you think about that? And can you think of some other examples where it was kind of like, all right, we're, we kind of got everything we could out of the superstar? They still can do work in the ring. They still have a reputation with the fans mm-hmm. where there's, mm-hmm. you know, some appreciation like a Coco. What are some other teams like that where you feel that it was a, I don't want to say a last gasp, but yeah. it was, let's see if we can find another way to make you work. Right, right. I do. I love the Owen Hart example because obviously he was new foundation. And yeah, then, I and love that energy. Yeah. I feel like they were, they knew Owen Hart could be big and they were trying to find whatever it was to, to make him the star that he could be. And it's interesting that that is probably the ultimate example because it may now that you bring that up and you think about it it may depend on more of the storyline than than like the than the actual team in some respects because like you said he didn't get he didn't get much he didn't get much out of new foundation and high energy like you, he displayed his wrestling capability, but mm-hmm. not his overall, you know, sports entertainer, professional wrestler capability until they put him in a feud with Brett. Mm-hmm. And that was the, that was the feud. That was the storyline that got him over that got him in the big matches. And I'm trying to think of another team or another one wrestler like that, who, who might've been put with a team. Well, I think I missed somebody. I missed somebody big here, but mm-hmm. that's, well, again, it's kind of through the course of an organic conversation. We're thinking about earthquake and the natural disasters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think the natural disasters was that a promotion to put tugboat, turn them heel, put them in a spot where they could be elevated to like really a dominant tag mm-hmm. team? Mm-hmm. Or do you like, do you feel like earthquake had gone as far as he could go as a single superstar? Like, do you see the formation of the natural disasters? I say promotion, like, hey, John, Fred, we're going to put you in the tag team title picture. Yeah. Or I don't know what to do. Let's put you two big guys together. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I mean, they have the titles. Where yeah. do they fit in with that? Yeah, it's very, it's so interesting because it's like every, every one of these questions is like, it's literally their own. It's not like an overall answer. It's like that team worked with like in that respect where this team over here no it didn't work and natural disasters i think worked i think mm-hmm. natural disasters both of them were ready for that i think that was their spot at that yeah, point yeah like i think uh you said was earthquake singles career done i think tugboat was done i think yeah. he was i think typhoon teeming with the earthquake like and you know obviously they just crushed the bushwhackers at that point but (laughs) but uh i think that was out of nowhere like no one saw that coming but i don't think they were gonna give tugboat a push 
you know, as Tugboat. Like he was supposed, you know, he was supposed to be Hogan's best friend and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And it just never worked where he was like in that main event picture with Hogan. Like he was on the team at Survivor Series mm-hmm. and that kind of thing, but it wasn't where he was going to be like that next guy like second to Hogan or whatever. I think it was, I think it was a good turn to turn him heel and put him with earthquake. And obviously, like you said, with uh, money Inc, like they won tag team gold and that was, that was their claim to fame. I don't think either one of them had any other titles since, you know, before right. that. And it gave Fred Ottman a chance to give it a little bit of an edge because for right. tugboat, you know, he's pulling the thing, the crowd's going, the two toot and, at some point in time, how can you really yeah. wear a red striped shirt right, and a hat? Right, exactly. Like it, it was like yeah. Hacksaw already does the hoe. Yeah. Like he's he's tooting, but like, yeah, that's not like you're not you're not selling the tugboat merchandise, you know, as right. much as the hacksaw, two by fours and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, I definitely think that one in comparison to a high energy or a or a you know new foundation or whatever, that one was a a very good call. <laughs> yes, right. It was beneficial to both. They yeah, elevated both. Right. It was good for their careers. Mm-hmm. It was at the right time. Yeah. So here's one that I think kind of came out of nowhere. And they were thrust into the title picture. And I didn't fully... I still don't know what I feel about them. I'm very interested to get your feelings on this tag team. Mm-hmm. Because it was formed out of nowhere it basically kept the gimmick that a guy had but they didn't reference it the quebecers Mm. it's the mountie but he's coming back as jacques they kind of sort of mentioned that he was an intercontinental champion the song is we're not the mounties Mm -hmm. but they kind of treated him as someone new, even though he's wearing the same gear, mm-hmm. they get the titles off the Steiners. Now they do it in that like Quebec rules match. Right, right. You can't throw somebody over the top rope, but it was absurd. And yeah. Really not a great spot for the Steiners because they were awesome. Was, they, that, was that how the Steiners exited WWF? Pretty so much. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, it's the beginning of the end. Mm-hmm. What did you think about a team like that where you repackage someone and then you – Kind of and, got them over. And Pierre was Jean Pierre Lafitte. Who would that, become that? Yes, yeah, so yeah. he was a good worker. I mean, was the, it was that after the Quebecers? That was after that? the Quebecers. Oh, okay, so the Quebecers were 93, 94. Yeah, right. Jean Pierre Lafitte's like that 95, 96. And I think the you Going hear like, like make a difference for two. Yeah, yeah, like he had a great match with Bret Hart. And, and right. people when people right. say that, yeah. you know, he was buried by the click. Like when people mm-hmm. talk about the influence of the click mm-hmm. and kind of running the show, like yeah. Jean Pierre Lafitte didn't get a great opportunity but gotcha. what do you think about the quebecers i i liked i think i liked though them teaming up um they had they had very good tag team maneuvers and camaraderie like i, I all the different moves they did where they would like hold each other's arms yeah like you know like flip up flip off the top or whatnot i i liked it like i liked how they took bumps as a team i liked how they did the tag team moves as a team i think they complemented each other very well to be a better team than they were singles wrestlers like even when the Mountie was the Mountie I think uh I think the Quebecers was his was his best uh now I didn't watch it I think he was with um Ray Rougeau or like the yes what, what was that team um the yes I remember them fighting yep. the rockers um, towards the like end world of their tour or whatever world tour clock policy video but uh but yeah i liked i liked the quebecers work that was i know i i know that they uh they probably held the titles like you said for longer than they should have at the time but um yeah looking back i liked them i liked them together yeah yeah they were unique and i feel like i didn't appreciate them at the time mm-hmm. as, right. as much as i could yep so going to look at two different ways I want to take the conversation. Um, but I think I want to go here next. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you four tag teams. Okay. And I want, and I think you're going to see a theme. Okay. So you have tag teams that take two existing single stars that are at a kind of a tipping point or they're kind of in the mid card 
and creating a tag team allows them to go further. So I would say that's a natural disaster. That's the money incorporated, mm -hmm. right? You know, you have, a ta you have tag teams where they're trying to maybe build up someone by putting them with a veteran and maybe build up that veteran and, and that works, right? Mm -hmm. Again, I would say that's like a, you know, like a high energy that we talked yeah. about. Um, I'm going to give you four tag teams. Mm -hmm. Head Shrinkers. Mm-hmm. Men on a Mission, mm -hmm. Heart Foundation. The original? Rockers, yeah. Like original. Anvil and Brett? Anvil and Brett. And, and who? Uh, so Men on a Mission, Heart Foundation, Rockers, Head Shrinkers. Rockers was the other one, okay. What is the common theme amongst those four? <laughs> one, one half of them went to superstardom. <laughs> yes. And then the other one... The other one either stayed <laughs> stayed a stayed that character and just plummeted. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what happened to Mo after, after much after Mabel became like five different characters. Was, yeah, but <laughs> that was that was probably. Uh, I liked yeah. I liked you know obviously as a kid I liked watching him on a mission and whatnot, yeah. but looking at it you know now it's just like what in the world? <laughs> yeah, so. Talk to me about that idea where you take a a superstar, yeah, put him in a tag team, and I'd say the head shrinkers at the time. I don't think you totally. Sun Moon Fat Two were very mm -hmm. like similar, but now mm -hmm. you watch it back, and you can really see that you know where Fat Two is going to go. You see yeah. that guy could work, right? What do you feel about bringing somebody along and the journey of tag team? to some tag team success to, like you said, mm -hmm. skyrocketing to, to fame. Yeah. I what mean, do you think a tag team experience does? What's the benefit of that? Well, first of all, I think all those, those four are pretty organic in the way that the one half became a superstar. Like, I don't think they may, like, you have to ask, you'd have to ask them, but like, like, especially the head shrinkers, but like, um, I don't think that when any of those tag teams came in, I would I wouldn't say that, but like you do, you can't tell from the beginning. It seems like all those tag teams came in organically as tag teams. They wanted to be tag teams. Like no you no one behind the scenes, no one watching them would right away think that like maybe with the exception of Bret Hart, but right away think that like oh yeah, Shawn Michaels. Like he's yeah. he's far and above Janetti. He's going to be the champ someday. Like no, you yeah. just see the Rockers as mm -hmm. tag team specialists, and like that's what they want to be. That's why they got into wrestling. That's that's their shtick. Like they're Rockers. They work. Um, men on a mission. Like I mean, it's it, you know the outfits and like yep. Oscar. Just, and, yeah, yeah. It just it, it just works. And obviously the head shrinkers. No one would have thought that. Fatu would be this, you know, big Rikishi one day and whatnot. Um, but the, just the, yeah, it's, it's fun to look back and see the evolution of those tag teams. And it, it is interesting to see, how, like, with, again, with the exception of maybe Mo, like Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, uh, Fatu, like, how they, like who noticed them enough to be like, especially like Shawn Michaels, like, mm -hmm. he, like I didn't notice that Shawn Michaels was far and away better than Janetti. And like, he had yeah. this, well, like, then there's like that one SummerSlam match against power and glory where he's right, hurt and right. he's not even in the ring. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, but how, how does it, how does it get to the point where Brett, Shawn and Fatu are like, like, gonna be like the next stars and like Samu, Janetti and Anvil either they don't have what don't they have? They don't have something. They don't want to get to the next level. They want to stay tag team. They want like Janetti wants to be a rocker for life. Like you know I guess it's just the pat, the 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 want of that singles guy at the, at the time to break away and to you know, see where his career could go. I don't know. I don't know how or get like it looked. You know, ver versus us watching it versus like them actually living it. Like it looked organic. You just don't know 
how organic it is behind mm-hmm. the scenes, but like, like, does does a Bruce Pritchard or a Vince McMahon say like, oh yeah, we got something in Shawn Michaels? Like he's right. you know just by watching the Rockers, like you see that, I guess. Uh, yeah, I don't know. yeah. I mean, I think Bret Hart is an interesting case because he had some singles matches, right? right. You talk about the Survivor Series ninety with DiBiase. It's almost yep. like an exhibition. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember watching him do singles matches and there they were talked about his technical ability. Like yep. they they you can you hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. Right. But I feel like you can watch some matches and see that there was they thought there was something there. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um and you see that last match against the nasty boys at WrestleMania seven and it's just like wow, like one career is gonna go through the roof and the yeah. anvil is gonna you know, he Look, he gets some singles matches. He gets the new foundation. Mm-hmm. He will come back in 94 with the Hart Foundation. He'll do yeah. some uh, commentating. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, Brett was the guy. I and mean, Shawn Michaels yeah. also did some singles matches. Mm-hmm. There's a cool match where he wrestles yeah. Ric Flair in 92. Yeah, right. Um, I remember that. Yeah. There's a match where it's Rocker, Shawn, and Hart Foundation Brett, mm-hmm. which is yeah. fascinating. Oh, yeah. Fascinating. And Janetti has singles matches. Like and Janetti did too. Yeah. And I think of those of all those, Janetti's probably the most. Oh, I mean, he was an Intercontinental Champion. He was a Tag Team Champion. Yeah. Um, later on, with One Two Three Kid, mm-hmm. like he could also work. But you're right; like he wasn't Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Like you watch those matches with the Rockers, and you think, yeah, what, where, what did they see? Right. Where did that charisma play out on the mic or behind mm-hmm. the scenes? Where you, mm-hmm. like you said, you really see. I mean, because that heel turn, I would argue that's probably, that's the greatest heel turn of the golden era. Yeah. yeah. It is shocking. <laughs> it is big. It's built up. Like yeah. Like we were talking about. Right. Like they have like the magazine articles or probably the rockers. You have the survivor yeah. series. Yep. You have the not tagging into the matches. Mm-hmm. You know, they gave Sean that big of a push. Cause like you said, they saw something that yeah. not only do we want to make him a heel and give him a singles push, we are going to shock fans and yeah. put Shawn Michaels right in your face. Mm-hmm. So he clearly demonstrated it. You know, Bret Hart, you know, we talked about it in his, um, in our podcast, All About Bret Hart, right? Yeah. Season two, episode two, episode. He loses the tag team titles at WrestleMania 7. The very next pay-per-view, SummerSlam, he wrestles an epic match of perfect. Mm-hmm. And it's completely believable as a singles champion. Right, right. Right. Um, I would even say to, like, obviously Mabel is, is the outlier here, but yeah. Mabel was in Men on a Mission and then he wins King of the Ring. Yeah. Because I remember watching yep. King of the Ring 95 after he wins it all, beats Savio Vega, he beats Undertaker cleanly mm-hmm. in that right. event, right? right? And I just remember thinking, I think he's going to turn on Mo, and he ends up making him Sir Mo and mm-hmm. like whatever, but you kind of realized, yeah, I absolutely believe Mabel, and he goes to SummerSlam 95 and wrestles, you know, not the best match against Diesel, but yeah, yeah. he's a monster hero for yeah. Diesel. Yep. You know, um, Fatu had a very interesting probably yeah. the most interesting story yeah. right? to go from head shrinker to, to make a difference to mm-hmm. sultans or Rikishi, yeah. you know um but right there's something to be said about that tag team experience so yeah want to go through one more type of tag team and then we can kind of freestyle a little mm-hmm. bit um it, as much as you think about putting together like dream teams i feel like tag teams need to be partnerships they need to be teams, like smoking guns, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like they, they they were like a tag team, right. same look, right. same style, Billy Bart. I mean, they mm-hmm. were like brothers, but like they sold them like yeah. that. And I say smoking guns because I think when they lost the title to Owen Hart and Yokozuna, mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know, are they really tag team champions? Diesel and Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. It felt like they weren't actually tag team champions because I feel during that era, a tag team was supposed to be just that. Right. They kind of stayed in their lane. It wasn't let's just put two amazing superstars together and put right. belts on them. It was like that's, a separate division. That's almost like that's almost like uh, you know the whole idea of super teams in the NBA. Like <laughs> like we have this great team over here, team over here, but let's put like uh, let's just let's see, our, see our talents to South Beach. Just, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's take our talents to South Beach and just kill everyone. Yeah, as John Michaels and Diesel. So no actual tag teams have a shot. So yeah, I get, I understand, I get your point. It's almost like, I, it was, it was seen as its own division. Mm-hmm. Like you, you know, there was 
there was tag teams that were that entered Royal Rumbles. Yep. But but like it was still, you know, its own division rather than being in like a six man tag or a Survivor Series team. Like you didn't you didn't because they weren't going for the singles titles. So why why even incorporate them with like the click and you know that kind of thing? But right. Um, but. Because like the you know, like the mega powers, mega maniacs, ultimate maniacs, they're not tag teams. Yeah. Like right. in retrospect, <laughs> our 1993 selves, there's no way Brutus Beefcake and Hulk Hogan are going to be tag team champions and wrestling in Nassau Coliseum defending against the Beverly Brothers and right. the Trickers. That's not <laughs> happening. Right. 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 Like they weren't taking the titles off mm-hmm. of Money Inc. Like yeah, they're just they're not a tag team. Like right. you kind of have this like metal model of like what a tag team's supposed to look like. Yeah. The smoking guns. That's what a tag team was. Well done, Timothy well Wells, Stephen Dunn. That's tag team, right? Like, you know, yeah. It's, I mean, the only thing that can be said is like if you put if you put a tag team like the Beverly Brothers against the Mega Maniacs, does it does it boost the Beverly? Does it give a little Hogan dust to the Beverlys? Yeah. <laughs> does it does does Shawn Michaels and Diesel having the titles? defending against the smoking guns does that promote the smoking guns to another level rather than if they stayed in the tag team you know just the tag team division that okay in. so i see what you're saying so it would basically give them a chance to work with singles wrestlers in a higher but perceived higher caliber yeah because star, like right. when we're talking about the click era we're talking about you know gimmicky versus the click like the click yeah. was just it like the cool that was the cool part of WWF, and then the, all the gimmicks were over here, and then yeah, yeah the Undertaker and and uh, Brett and whatnot. But then, you know, if you weren't Undertaker, Brett, or the Click, you were kind of <laughs> over here with your own little hog pen, uh, right? You know, right. Hunter S. Elmsley gimmick kind of thing. Yeah, it's Drizzy. And that's that's the amazing thing about you know, we were talking about this unrelated, but like Hunter versus Helmsley, just his ability to work through. Yeah. Duke Drosey, <laughs> Henry Godwin, Bob Holly, you know, when he was Sparks, you know, spark plug at SummerSlam 95 and to be resilient, to go into. So factions, you know, when you think about the click or the Heart Foundation or BS, you know, BSK, yeah. where, you know, Henry, God, Henry Godwin would, would align himself with Undertaker backstage. That almost takes the place of, in-ring tag teams who you travel with like these backstage mm-hmm. clicks and faction and factions mm-hmm. kind of allow singles wrestlers to have that tag team feel like to have that career. right yeah you know? yeah um so on that note thinking about tag teams mm-hmm. is the goal do you think the goal of every tag team wrestler deep down <clears throat> is to go solo is to say you know I love wrestling with my buddy and we're putting on great matches and it'd be great to have the tag team titles, but I'm never going to have my name in lights. You know, like I'm never going to be posing down Madison square garden. I'm never going to be the new intercontinental champion, right, right. that big pop. You know, do you feel like for every tag team wrestler deep down, there's the dream of how could I, Make it right. Solo. What do you think? I want to I want to I want to answer your question with without saying like it depends on the person. Like I want to give you a clear cut yeah. yes or no answer. So if you want a clear cut answer, out for the for the sake of the business and and you know just the love of the of professional wrestling, I I want to say yes. Mm-hmm. Like even even ha- a hawk or an animal or I mean, you know, who would have thought that, again, like a guy like Rikishi, uh, the head shrinkers, like that's that's your smoking guns tag team. Even the smoking guns, like Billy Gunn. Yeah. Billy Gunn versus Bart Gunn. Same thing as like the Rockers. Billy Gunn went, with, went to DX and obviously became the New Age Outlaws and a different tag team, but way, his level of stardom went way up, yep. you know, and then, Bart Gunn did the whole uh, the whole yeah. brawl, brawl for all, brawl for all. <laughs> like, total total different different angle, but um, I would want to say yes. Like in general, I would want to say that you get into professional wrestling 
because you love it, because you want to be the best. And if you're not just a jobber, you know, you, it's gotta be to a point, like, like we said, with the, with the, um, the Steiner brothers, depending on how long you're in professional wrestling, it's gotta be, get to a point where like, all right, you, you've got to move on. Like yeah. you've got to get over the hump as a singles guy somehow. Um, you may have to change your whole character. You may, mm-hmm. you might not be able to be Hawk or Animal anymore. You may have to go with, you know, Laurenitis or whatever, whatever your real name is or whatever, whatever another character Vince gives you or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, I would want to say yes, like just for the love of the business. And, um, you know, our previous, one of our previous casts, we talked about WCW, Harlem Heat comes to mind. Like Booker yes. T, Booker T became champion. Yeah. Like at the end of WCW, he became a absolute star. That's he right. Became champion. He was king of the ring yep. at, in WWE. Um, that's, that's a, you know, huge example. Who would have thought Harlem Heat there? Like, I mean, I think brother, you know, brother from another brother. Yeah, brother was a tag team. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, I would think that that would be the ultimate goal is to, is to break off by yourself and win the big one. (laughs) So that being said, do you think that being in a tag team ultimately makes you appreciate and understand the business better because so i think about some of them a lot of the best to ever do it or in tag teams we're talking mm-hmm. you know Shawn michaels bret hart you talk about undertaker right and undertaker you know mark Calloway, and dan spivey you know mm-hmm. or, or tag mm-hmm. team um but then you look at guys like flair and hogan who didn't really have extended tag team careers right how do you think that impacts people going forward right to start in as part of a team versus to kind of just be handed the keys to a solo career to it definitely i've seen it increase the longevity of people's career in the long run because like especially if you go in solo and then you're put in as tag team sometimes it is for your longevity because you're not work in a solo match night in and night out you're tagging in and out you're not you know you're out there but you're not working the entire whatever it is 10 to 20 to 30 minutes every single night you know um and that's you know i know that's what they did with hogan a couple times like when they put him with someone and and, uh like savage or whatnot beefcake uh whether it was him just coming back and he was with beefcake or whether it was him and savage like he didn't have to he didn't have to do it all, you know, yeah. you know, and that, that I'm sure that helped the natural disasters cause too, Absolutely. You know, <laughs> to put them together. So they didn't, you know, they weren't the, the most in shape guys, but yeah. you know, to put them together was quite the, quite the scene. Um, but uh, ask your, ask your question again. Um, yeah. So do you think there's something to be said about having to kind of pay your dues or go in the business like with somebody and have the experience of not always having the limelight and being part of a tag team and part of a collaborative effort. Do you think that shapes someone's career and approach to the business and really just approach to the art of wrestling? Right? I think it definitely Versus helps. a guy like, like Hogan, mm-hmm. you know, who's got a, a handful of moves. Right. Who would you put, <laughs> who'd you put him with? Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so does yeah. it, does it build up someone's capacity to be in a tag team? Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I think it built. Yeah. I think you can learn a lot from being in a tag team because you're, you're out there with not only a partner, but two other guys. And mm-hmm. half the time you're watching, like you're watching things take place. And yes. I know that like when some guys that didn't really start, they started as singles wrestlers, didn't really work out like, like the million dollar man's son, um, mm-hmm. Ted DiBiase or, uh Cody Rhodes they didn't really have it as a singles wrestler so they were they were put in a little a mini faction with Randy Orton I know we're getting out of our era now but like but um you know talking about the the next generation of the dust of the Rhodes and the DiBiase's but um they didn't 
quite have the the mystique and the just the it factor that their fathers had. So they were they were put with Randy Orton as as a legacy because mm-hmm. like, they were you know the next generation and whatnot. And Orton with Bob Orton, his dad, and like both of those guys said they just like tagging with Orton, like and Orton would be on the apron, like basically mentoring them the entire match, like telling them like this is why we're doing this and this is why this is happening, and like just the learning that took place with that, you know, camaraderie, but also just watching the in-ring product while you're out there it just gives you so many more ideas i think than if you're just shoved out there the singles run right away and and say like you know give me something you know like yeah. you know it's i think you learn a lot it's a really interesting perspective right the idea of you're you're watching someone yeah. do it you kind of have that and you're out net. there so you hear the crowd reaction right like all right he just did this and the crowd did this so mm-hmm. like that worked Right. And you're not watching work. from behind the scenes or on film. Right. You're you're there. Mm-hmm. Like you're in it. Yeah. And you're also working with two guys. So like you not only have your partner, but you're getting two different styles of wrestlers, mm-hmm. your 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 different movesets, different skill sets. So you're almost every time you step into the ring against a different tag team, you're doubling your experience mm-hmm. every night. Yeah. Right. Instead of wrestling one to two, it's two to four. Right. 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 You know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, yeah. that's that, that's a great perspective. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I was curious. I, I wanted to kind of dissect the the idea of the tag team. Yeah. Um, you know, as, as we bring this to a close, I mean, who are your, what are some favorite tag teams? Favorite maybe <laughs> moves that tag teams did. Um, what are some kind of closing thoughts to to this conversation? You know, I mean. I would, my, my favorite tag team of our era was the Rockers. And I just loved everything about them from their music to their, their in-ring work to the, their gear to just everything about them. And they, like, I always rooted for them to win the big one. Like they just couldn't, couldn't win the titles, couldn't beat LOD, couldn't legitimately beat the Heart Foundation, Mm -hmm. I guess, and whatnot. But, uh, that was that was my team. I loved LOD though. LOD yeah. was awesome. You know they they dominated when it was when it was cool to be that team to dominate and whatnot. And maybe maybe Power and Glory would have would have done. You know if if uh, Michael Jordan wasn't there, then maybe Patrick Ewing would have won a title. Yeah, if, if, right. If LOD wasn't there, maybe Power and Glory would have you know been a little better. They were like the heel that heel team uh, that you know powerhouse team mm-hmm. powerhouse heel team and then they couldn't get you know through lod but um so on that subject of tag teams i think you've said it before do you think that like i loved i loved like it was its own separate division but the thought of just tag team wrestling in general like i loved and that's you know talking about it that's why i love the survivor series so mm-hmm. much like it was the ultimate tag team uh performance once a year and you just and your your thought of of ending the survivor series with the the, every survivor series with the grand finale match of survival but picking the team oh yeah i think i've said this i mean to our listeners out there the gobbledygooker the egg and survivor series 90 should have been a lottery like one of those old school lottery yeah. things where they spin the spin the balls mm-hmm. and they would have they should have mixed up the heels and faces. Mm-hmm. Like that was the big surprise of the egg is we're gonna give you a match of survival and we are gonna totally mix things up and boom, Hogan and Warrior are on opposite teams, and mm-hmm. that's the first time <laughs> yeah, you yeah. get them in the ring. Yeah. Um, you know, what's interesting why we're talking about this, because it, it it and what you just said kind of reminded me of something, and this is maybe a very odd metaphor for like a you know professional wrestling and you know pop culture type of uh podcast but it almost reminds me of like figure skating all right Mm -hmm. when you have two figure skaters that do pairs Mm -hmm. it's a totally different set of skills you've got to throw someone you've got to catch someone think about the cutting edge right (laughs) the the pepchenko right yeah topic but like you know what i mean like you that is a skill set Mm -hmm that otherwise you wouldn't have if you weren't working with someone, the synchronicity right. of it. Mm-hmm. And when you think about tag team wrestling, the idea of a doomsday device, yeah. 
you know, the idea of some of the things that the Rockers were doing or mm-hmm. like the Beverly Brothers were doing, like that yeah. were, can, it required two people being in sync. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's something to be said about the artistry of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is a skill set that maybe other people, you know, wouldn't have necessarily, right? right. That you'd have to train and, and be willing to do that. And so yeah, I think that metaphor makes me think that, yeah, like I wonder if, I don't think it's that easy that you can just say, all right, let's just put two people together and have the attack. Right, team. right. You, you gotta know, have some sort of camaraderie, consistency. Like that chemistry. Yeah, yeah chemistry, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, you were talking about finishers. The Doomsday device was amazing. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> I don't think until Henry O'Godwin like broke his neck, I don't think people really knew how to fall <laughs> when, they, when, they, when they took the Doomsday device, right. but he fell on his head. That was great. Wow, but, some of them are incredibly... Um, yeah, like very high risk. Yeah, because you are yeah. talking about two. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the, I mean, even de- before that demolition, they put the one guy over the yes. over his knee for the backbreaker, and they come off with either the knee or the elbow. Oh, Lord, yeah. yeah, rough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There is there is a very. Uh, it's funny too. Like one per, I, I saw something where someone was like critical of like the headrinkers finisher because the guy goes on top. He's not even really on his shoulders. There's no real reason. Like the, you know, yeah. you go into the corner. <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> but it was just that illusion of like two people working together. Mm-hmm. But then you got tag teams like um, the Steiner brothers had yep. two different Frankensteiner Steiner liner. Mm-hmm. Rocker dropper. Speaking of like yeah. some, some breaking someone's neck. Uh, <laughs> like rocker dropper. You get the flying fist mm-hmm. sometimes. Like mm-hmm. so, you had those tag teams where there were separate moves. You know, the heart attack like would be mm-hmm. together. It, it was just interesting to see a like, cow match yeah. would finish and yeah. You know, yeah. Now uh, we may we may have to end it on something we may have forgot to talk about. Has there been any other famous in a back in our day famous tag team breakups other than the rockers and the barbershop incident <laughs> that that like were so like that was monumental like you said this this window yeah. your, your room here <laughs> represents it and like and like today i feel like there's a ton like you're just waiting for mm. um you're just waiting for the day that this tag team breaks up like yep. like someone's going to turn on someone and then there's two singles careers and they go their separate ways or whatever. But it, I guess, you know, we talked about the smoking guns. I don't know about them breaking up. That wasn't really. It wasn't as, yeah. And and you have like that period with Sonny and we talked about before. Yeah. And actually, yeah, you know, I I think to our listeners, I don't think we're done yet because I got something else for it too that we're on this topic. (laughs) I think we're, um, I, I think that, the breakup of the rockers was monumental and set the stage for could a tag team break up mm-hmm. and break up ugly yeah. and not just dissolve which a lot right. of tag team a lot of right. tag teams just dissolve mm-hmm. and you know somebody would change their gimmick it would be a complete yeah. rebrand like take the demolition mm-hmm. crush repo man right and <laughs> they dissolve and they come back again yeah. it just so happens that crush used the same name but you know, it, it, it was a complete rebrand. Um, it almost reminds me again. All right, let's let's bring in another pop culture idea. The first ever season, I, I, I watched the show for two seasons. I, I think it's still on the air, and I couldn't tell you, and I have no desire to watch it. <laughs> but like the first season of Survivor, hmm. this idea of like an alliance, yeah, was this like you know Richard Hatch comes up with this idea, and it like changes the game and it revolutionizes, and now the show is the idea i'm guessing still right about alliances and that's so, yeah. like they didn't know what it was going to be right yeah. I mean, they thought it was just going to be a show of survival right and i think what the rockers did was set the stage that could any tag team at any time have this really big fracture yeah you know yeah i mean i think uh, let's just take a moment to think about this mm-hmm. you know I, it was an amazing instant incident yeah i mean like even like strike force right so like martel and tito go their separate ways but there's not a barbershop incident right right you know i mean martel goes heel and goes model and then tito you know goes stays face but you know the fact that we can't pinpoint this like shocking moment um you know you look at 
yeah, I mean, Hard Foundation loses the title. I mean, mm-hmm. they didn't, you know, they there wasn't this big Brett's like I'm gonna go off on my own, right? Was um, no. moment, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, take Steiner Brothers in the WWF. Take the Natural Disasters, Colossal Connection, Twin Towers. Um, I'm just kind of yeah, like did they have, here. Did even them like. Bossman went face, but like, did they really? One man gang, like, right? Okay, right. Bossman goes leans hard to the face. One man gang repackaged a heme. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like, right? There wasn't this, and I think the Rockers and Shawn again. That's why maybe that's why Shawn Michaels is who he is. Yeah. is he elevated and innovated and changed the game. Yeah. Because who would have ever believed the Rockers would split? Right, you know, like you said, like they were a tag team specialist. They yeah. always built they that were, up. They were in the tag team division. <laughs> yeah, right, and they were like fun party guys. Yeah. Like they were f- over as faces, but mm-hmm. they—you didn't think there'd be animosity. Yeah, even though even though all those tag team wrestlers had their own personalities, you didn't you see you saw them as kind of one unit. Like you didn't yeah. see them as. And did you know, Sean make you see them now? And make you wonder, right? Wow, could this all fall apart? Right. <laughs> you know, could this all fall apart? And and is there jealousy? And is yeah. there bitterness? And is someone going to want that success? Mm-hmm. I think it was kayfabe, but it was kind of real. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, right. it was real. Yeah. It, it blurred the lines because, of course, there's individual motivations, right? It's like take, yeah, take you know Simon and Garfunkel. Right, Paul Simon, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. goes on his own, yeah. and he's like, you know, Simon Garfunkel play a huge concert in Central Park. Well, that's the second time we've mentioned Paul Simon in Central Park in the wrestling podcast. <laughs> so what do we do? <laughs> and but then, what does Paul Simon do? Like, you know, almost like ten years later, he does it himself because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he didn't need this person. Yeah. You know, the Beatles, Lennon and McCarthy, right? Right, like you see it in in where musicians, Hall and Oates, mm-hmm. they kind of did their own several solo stuff. It's mm-hmm. Tom Petty, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. You got yeah. a backup band. Like yeah. now you're just going to be a, do some albums as Tom Petty. It's just like, there's this push to what if I could yeah. just <laughs> do it? Like taking, taking it to the mats because becomes talking with the mat. I knew you were going to do that. I knew you were going to do that. He jumped out the window. <laughs> but, yeah, but like, is there that, that pull? Right where you, you wonder, could you do it on your own? And I think they, Sean took that thought process mm-hmm. and put it in the minds of the fans. Yeah, yeah. And he, I think, you know, I don't think you can. I, yeah, Shawn Michaels changed wrestling. Yeah, in that I moment, so. he was the guy to do it. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and I think it goes back to what we were saying a little bit ago. You couldn't do that with just anyone. Right. That barbershop moment was. Right. Mm-hmm. that couldn't turn into a guy that was going to be a jobber in six months or right. a guy that was going to be irrelevant that right. was going to be a talked about remembered moment and it was and it yep. launched one of the biggest careers mm-hmm. wrestling has ever seen yeah you know talking about tag teams think about stone cold steve austin mm-hmm. ryan pillman Hollywood yeah. Blondes. like he <laughs> came up in the tag team yeah Yep. Right, it's so like you do mm-hmm. have people that come together and, and do it. I mean, Scott Hall and Kurt Henning, right? WA, right? You know, there's I think there's something to be said about people that have the ability to collaborate, mm-hmm. have the ability to watch people in the ring, yeah, and, and get better, yeah. You know, and I think you learn a lot just in the course of a conversation. I think I'm appreciating, yeah, <laughs> the value of tag teams, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that also gives you someone that you can like soundboard off of and talk right. to. Exactly. And, just, you yeah. know, and just, you, you, like you said, with the backstage factions, like you ride with that person. Yeah. Right? Like you, you talk with that person daily about your next match, what your what works, what doesn't in the mm-hmm. ring. And like, how could that not elevate your potential singles career? You know? Yeah. It, it forces you to be like a reflective practitioner. Yeah. Like, cause mm-hmm. you are thinking about what you're doing and yeah. why you're doing it. And, yeah. Um, and for the fan, you know, like we talked about, there's a reason why they put tag team matches like at the be- beginning of a lot of pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. It's, it's such, it's so exciting. Yeah. Like be fast, and yeah. physical. So talking about like fast and physical tag matches, like I feel like this has to be mentioned, especially when we're talking about the golden era. Mm-hmm. What's your take on this is kind of maybe random, but just, what's your take on the hot tag trope? So the fa- the one face gets isolated in a corner, oh, yeah. gets pounded away on, <laughs> near tags, near tags, 
Referee doesn't see a tag. Finally, there's that hot tag. And then you get one of our favorite moments, Vince McMahon doing the back body drop, the, the ultimate face comeback maneuver. Yep. What do you think about the anatomy of a tag match? What's your take on that trope? The idea of the face is in danger. I just can't believe it's lasted this long. Like it still happens today. Why does it's it work? <laughs> it's what people want to see like it's it, they want to see the ultimately like you know obviously you know things get old to people and whatnot but the idea of good versus evil and evil pounding away pounding away pounding away good and then all of a sudden the good you know and that happens in singles matches also but like that hot tag is just like, you know, these two these two evil guys have been pounding away at this poor, you know, helpless, you know, guy that's just beaten to a pulp. And then all of a sudden he gets one move and they're both down. Yeah. And it's just, you know, you just can't wait for for that hot tag every single time. You know it's coming. But there's just I don't know. There's just something about it that you can't wait for every single time because the crowd's going to go nuts. Mm-hmm. The guy's going to go off the rails with all these moves and the back body drop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Double clotheslines. Yeah. yeah. You can it script itself. Yeah. I don't know why it can. I don't know why it can for like 50 years or something, but it just can. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's part of the tag team experience, like that, <laughs> that piece. So like I know. There's, there's not many tag team matches that are very back and forth, you know, and then mm-hmm. like ultimately someone wins. It's usually the heels cut the ring in half. Yep, yep, <laughs> and then, yes. And then somehow there's, the, the, hot, there's the hot tag and the, you know, Owen tags the anvil or Hawk tags animal or, uh, you know, Janetti tags Michaels or whatever. And they just go off on, mm-hmm. on the heels. And somehow one versus two doesn't matter because they can oh they're just the fresh the fresh man yeah the fresh man he's he's dying to get in there (laughs) yeah that is absolutely just a big part of the experience Mm -hmm. so i think i think that's um what i had anything that you uh any other thoughts anything that to add to kind of the celebration of tag teams as it were what was your favorite tag team? So I would definitely say the, the Rockers have that special place. Yeah. The, the Rockers are the I think actually the tag team version of the Ultimate Warrior. Mm-hmm. Rockin' mm-hmm. and rockin' mm-hmm. theme song. Were they on a Survivor Series team with the Warrior at one point? Like I, before 1990? I don't I don't think so. I, I, I wanna say maybe like in the eighty eight or eighty nine Survivor Series, maybe. But I was I, I interrupted you, but no, no, I feel no. Like I, I, I feel like I I don't have that Survivor Series fresh in my mind, but I feel like looking at like a picture of the event, maybe they With were the back of a Coliseum. Yeah, trip. right. Maybe they were. It might have been the one before nine Survivor years. Series nineteen eighty nine. The Alternate Warriors. Yes. Who were they mm-hmm. with? Who was the An- Anvil. Oh wow. Was it four 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 guys or five guys? Yeah, it was four. Okay. Let's see. So here we go. Hmm. The Ultimate Warriors, Ultimate Warriors and the Anvil Nyhart and the Rockers. They yep. took on the Heenan family, Andre the Giant Haku and the Brain Buster. Gotcha. The Brain Busters. Yeah, yeah that's very <laughs> good. There's a tag team. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. As, as you were saying that, I yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean the colors nice. and the, Yeah, there you go. Yeah, like the Rockers had that appeal, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think they were yeah. up there with the Warrior. Yep. Um, I I loved Money Incorporated. Mm-hmm. Loved them as the tag team champions. Yeah. I've said it before, though. I didn't love that they walked to the back with their belts. Gotcha. Because it was predictable. Yeah. Like it was one of those things where it's like, all right, at what point in time are they just going to take their ball and go home? Like I don't. Right. Oh, right. that. Right. Yeah, they did that multiple times. Um, that was interesting. Another tag team I feel potentially could have had more juice but didn't. Um, the Allied Powers, mm. British Bulldog and Lex now, is Luger. That, is that, you consider that a tag team or you consider that, uh, <sighs> you know, these two guys, like, you know, Diesel Michaels kind of putting these two guys together and 
putting them in a tag team division where they don't belong. <laughs> right. So I think so that they put them against Jacob and Eli Blue. Mm. Pretty cool tag team. Yeah. Blue's brothers, met, right? Met them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you <laughs> did. You did. You absolutely did. They're sitting, sitting at a diner with, yes. with Paul Bear. So <laughs> um, you know, they – Bulldog and Luger obviously were put together to take on Owen Hart and Yokozuna. Mm. But then that doesn't really formulate. Right. There's in your house matches, but there's not. Yeah, it's not the feud could have been. Yeah. So I think in retrospect, like, it sort of makes sense how they put them together. But I think those are two wrestlers that maybe we'll try something with a tag team. I feel mm-hmm. like that was kind of like they're on a downhill. On the downhill maybe yeah. this tag team can bring it back up. Yeah, you know, unfortunately um, for both of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I'd say Rockers. I'd say Money Inc. Um, I mean, how do you not like the Hart Foundation? How do you not like Bret Hart? Yeah. Yeah, and they were an interesting pairing because I don't think you see Anvil and Hitman, but yet it worked. Yeah, right. You yeah. Know? Did you like LOD? Were you not in the like they were? You know, I don't see you as like the mm. one who likes the dominating. You know. Team. Yeah. I mean that you know the match at SummerSlam '92 that we talked about was amazing. And whatnot. I definitely like, amazing appreciate match. LOD more now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, fascinating backstage stories. Yeah. Um, <laughs> great physical in ring ability. I didn't love them at the time just because they weren't like kind of the teams that I rooted for. Yeah. You know, but yeah. I definitely really appreciate what they did. Mm-hmm. And definitely like them now. Yep. Um, also, always interesting to see tag teams with managers. Yeah. That they sometimes seem to, to go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, those are, those are my favorite. I loved that Hasbro would package them together. Yes. And then they started packaging them separately. Yeah, it was weird when they did when they did separately. Yeah, like it's weird to see Head Shrinker sold separately. Yeah. Like I don't know that anyone's going in there and buying like I really want Samu. I right. really want Fat too. <laughs> or like, yeah, I really want to get Scott Steiner, but I'm not gonna get the wreck. Like right. I don't yeah. know what the thinking was behind that. That like that seemed weird. They're right? in the tag team division again. So yeah, they need put, to them, put them together. Yeah. Right. Like the green card series, like the smoking guns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm put them yeah. together so and yeah like, i think to that point it almost makes it seem weird when tag teams aren't yeah. together like they feel like they belong together mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Yep. yeah awesome yeah <laughs> and i feel like right now like this dialogue like we need to be together yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah I need to pick that brain you yeah. know i need to process these things with you <laughs> so all right partner yeah that was that was a good one tag team wrestling You heard it here first on Taking It to the Mats. We will see you next time.